Colleen Grahams for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, May the 2nd. My name is Kat Ernst and we are talking all things Greyhound racing for the next 30 minutes here on Sky Sports Radio. We're going to kick things off with a listen to Palawa King winning his heat of the 7.15, which is the key feature race coming up in New South Wales this week. Walking out of the boxes is Palawa King and nicely away. Silverluck off the inside. Now over Cashadin, who'd lost ground and getting right through. Palawa King after that slow start. The second four lengths away. Then the Cashadin. They'll follow then by Zipping Neutron. Ritza Piper. Sayority and last of all, she's precocious. Out of the straight and the leader now taking over Palawa King. He's used a lot of energy early. He's two in front down the back from Zilver. From in second placing Silverluck. A break in the field. Then the Cashadin. They'll follow by Zipping Neutron. John Sayority there a mile back at the moment in company with Ritzer Piper. But on the corner, this has been a big win. Palawa King's well clear in the straight from Silverluck. And Palawa King easily nearly a dead heat second. Zipping Utron late. Yeah, it was Silver a demolition Luck. job there by Palawa King in his heat of the 7.15. And we are now joined by his trainer, Jack Smith. Jack, good morning to you. Good morning, Kat. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Gee, you must have been impressed there with that performance for him to fall out of the boxes. I'm, I mean, he can do that time to time, but that acceleration he showed uh, straight after the boxes went up um, to get in, himself into a good position and to win as dominantly as he did, he must have been thrilled. It was very good. Yes, he uh, he didn't bring his best box manners, but he uh, certainly did get around it and done well. 41.59 on what wasn't exactly a lightning quick track. Um, what did you make of the time and the performance, I guess, heading into the race and what you think he can do this week? Oh, well, I don't know that much about the times. We can only go on what the other dogs did the other night. So um, he um, he did the best of the night. So that's all we can go on, mate. And uh, now he's ready to go. Now he made it win 12 at start 30 there the other night. Uh, looking at his form, he's been mixing distances most of his career. Uh, I see you decided to have a crack at the 700 early on, uh, but then you switched back to the sprints. What was behind that decision? Did you just think he needed a bit of time to mature? Oh, yeah, and it's hard. 600-metre racing, it's, it's very difficult. We tried to do that, and he was sitting at home a lot, and and I didn't really want to go the whole 700 thing. We just had a little bow peep to see what I thought. And I, I like what I've seen when we give him the 700s, although he only won one in ordinary time at Wenny, but it indicated to me that he he was going to be fine. So I just needed to educate him a bit more. And the 600s are just difficult when there's none at our city track. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very difficult. But that switch back to the sprints, it really taught him how to be a race dog. Of course, he made the, the National Derby, ran fourth there behind Victor Damien and ran second in the new sensation behind Tommy Cade on Golden Easter Egg Night. So uh, he really seems to be learning his craft now, the dog, doesn't he? Oh, well, that's what he needed. He just needed racing, yeah. So um, we just went back and he was in all the Derby and then the new sensation, all these age races. He made his way, before them, he made his way to top grade and he just, he was running really good races, but he was just, you know, he's running 29-7 every week and couldn't win a race. So it was, they were just enormous runs, but he weren't winning. So we just stayed there and so he could race some more. And then we found those couple of 600s after the new sensation, topped him off nice. And and uh, I hadn't given him a 700 other than early in his career. So 
were a little unknown, really, how strong he would be at this stage, but he, he run it out really nice. Now he's heading into the race, drawn in box one. Do you think it holds the advantage for him that it would for most, given his racing style? No, it's... Uh, look, I'd sooner be there than out wide, for sure. But because he doesn't begin that well, but he does look for the fence early, so it's probably an advantage, but not as much as some of the others would have gained by it. So, yeah. Now, talk us through what it would mean to his owner, Errol Hughes, as well. Um, I looked up the mother. He raced the mother. Uh, she was only modestly performed, only won the five races. and But he backed himself. He sent her to two litters, both by your stud dogs, Brad Hill Billy and then Feral Frankie. Uh, no doubt it would be a massive thrill for him to have success in a race like this. Oh, they'd be just over the moon, mate. They're just soul uh, to the earth bushies and uh, probably wouldn't make it... Um, they wouldn't certainly wouldn't change them because they're just the way they are. But um, they would be over the moon, yeah. Be big thrill. And we often see it, of course, in thoroughbred racing when they had the Everest. Redzel won the first two editions and Peter Lagogiani won two of the first $3 million chases. Of course, you're going for a little bit of a unique feat as well in that you won the first 7.15 with Miss Esme. Um, talk us through this fella compared to her. I know they're completely different dogs uh, racing style-wise, wise, but like her, he's very talented. Yeah, I mean, that's probably basically all they've got in common is they're both very talented. And, but Esme was a front runner and he's, you know he's going to be pretty much last out of the boxes. So all we can do is just um, hope he doesn't begin as bad as he did. But very hard to compare him. But at least this boat won't be retiring, I don't think, after the race. Absolutely. Well, it could be a big few months coming up for him. Have you given any thought to if he does perform well this week heading down for the Sandown Cup? Uh I don't think I want. To, I will be racing him uh, week in, week in, out of week in, week out over seven hundred. So he's still eligible for some age races in Brisbane coming up. So back to the five hundred. So I might. Even, we'll just get this week over, and even still, the brother Fox is coming up. So that's his home track. We could just freshen back up, but I, I won't be chasing every seven hundred in the land. No. Well, you've got a big one to knock over first this week, Jack. So best of luck to yourself, Marie, and his owner, Errol, and uh, hopefully uh, make it back-to-back -back wins for yourself and, and the team. Thanks, Kat. Thanks for having us. That was Jack Smith, who has Palawa King, the favourite for this week's 7.15 final at the Gardens. A quick break, and then we'll be joined with Mick Harmon. Walking regularly to school is a great way to exercise. Friday, the 19th of May, is National Walk Safely to School Day. And remember... Active kids are healthy kids. Find us at walk.com.au, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Star Turn Cult with everything going for him. Joe Pride, Bob's, English Race Series, Winning Dam, prices from 2200 for 2.5%. For PDSC, Hancocks.com.au, AFSL22765. Hancocks.com.au. Get live racing on tap with a tap app. See every earth shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels. Plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this, and this. 
For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the Tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Cheetah with a straight line out to the inside. Book of Love and also Play Nice looking for an early lead. Ariane Bale trying to get underneath them. Got hampered. Getting across. Zipping Whiskey and first picked. They were followed in by Corball Magic. Mealfield into the straight the first time. Play Nice the leader. Led by a length on first pick. Zipping Whiskey just behind them. Ariane Bale back on the inside. Corball Magic trying to get around them. A long break into the field. Then came uh, Book of Love and my Margarita along the back. Play Nice the leader. Led by two. Zipping Whiskey getting around first pick. Corball Magic cut back to the inside, followed by Ariane Bale on the corner. They still haven't got play nice. Corball Magic and Zippy Whiskey hard after. Zippy Whiskey have to come off the leader's back. Play nice in front and got in. Play nice has beaten Zippy Whiskey and Corball Magic. They were followed by first pick. That was play nice winning a heat of the 7.15 at the Gardens on Friday night. And running second to him was Zipping Whiskey for Mick Hardman, who joins us on the phone now. Good morning to you, Mick. G'day, Kat. How are you? Yeah, pretty well, thank you. You must have been stoked with that performance the other night. I know he didn't get the win, but he had to do it tough and uh, he never he never shirked the task. No, look, he began well and over near the winning post the first time around, you can't really see him because of the, the sponsors' boards and I seen him up in a nice position, so I give him some hope from there. Yeah, it was nice. Two starts back, he jumped to the front, running 41.50 there at the Gardens. Um, he jumped well the other night as well, and he's broken 16 at his last two um, in the early section there. So heading into the race, that must give you some confidence that he can put himself thereabouts. Well, it's funny. The other night, Kat, you know yourself, you've handled a dog. Like, he was barking in the boxes and carrying on big time, and he and he come off the back door the last couple of runs. So I just hope he does it again on, on Saturday night, that he, that he gets the start right. Might be launching himself into the race. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You've done plenty of miles with this dog to, to get the experience around the gardens. There's been plenty of trips up the M1. Um, talk us through the planning of this race because it's been one that you've wanted to target for a while. Yeah, well, it really started probably six months ago. Um, I went up there and gave him a post to post and saw by the clock that said to me that he's never seen one run home that quick. So I had it in the back of my mind, like they were very green, my two, and inexperienced, so... I sort of thought to myself that if I was going to win a, a good race with them, it might be the Newcastle. They broke 7.15. So, yeah, I've done plenty of Ks up there, a lot of trialling, and um, and hopefully it pays off this week. Looking at his form, the seven wins and eight placings from 26 starts, um, $52,000 in the bank. So he's been a handy enough little dog, but you've always had a massive opinion of him, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see him land a feature race. No, nah, well, I think one of his first or second runs around Wentworth Park from the water meter, he broke 15, and, and young dogs don't do that. So I sort of knew, you know, he had definitely had the ability. It just He was just racing really poorly and getting himself in the wrong spots. And was either I throw the towel in or keep persevering, and I just, you know, I just had to keep persevering because I just knew what he was trialling, that he'd come good at some stage. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I hope it's this week. He can still be a little bit of a buffhead. Even last week, he checked off their heels a few times. But I suppose the more you put him around, the better he's going to get. Yeah, well, like I said, when they went past the sponsor sign, I lost sight of him. You know, I thought, God, he's close enough. And then he was back running, you know, third. I, I couldn't believe it. And then, then over near the top turn there, he got himself in bad positions again. So he can do that. He can find trouble. Box six this week. What do you make of the draw? How do you see the race playing out? 
I definitely need, I look box is not ideal for any race, but I did I didn't want to draw down near the fence. I wanted him out wide because he sort of goes around dogs. So it didn't really matter where I drew out wide as long as you know from five to eight. That's sort of where I wanted. So it is it's not ideal, but it is what it is. And how do you read the race? Who's the dog to beat? Um, look, I think Andy's bitch. It, it led. The track was pretty heavy up there last night, so I'm guessing it's going to be up front again. Um, Nengar Rocket's going to be up front, and, and Alando's going to be somewhere near lead, so I'm guessing they're going to go at a cracking speed. So um, I don't know if the race is going to be set up for back markers. The only way the back markers can come in, I think, is if they jam up, so it's going to be a front-runner's race, I think. Now, for your, yourself, you've trained plenty of dogs in the last few months for Marty Hallen and just explain that relationship I guess and what it would mean to, to sort of uh, I, I guess affirm the relationship you've got with a race like this on uh, Saturday night. Well when I moved, first moved down here Marty was um, really supported me and gave me a few dogs that were were given back to him I guess and um, I got them up and going and we sold them and you know kept money ticking over along the way and then um, he done that for a oh, good 12 months because I wasn't in a position to take a full litter. Um, and then Camo rang me and said, Mick, I'm breaking this litter in, which is the, the zipping whiskey litter. He said, Mick, I want you to take them. He said, I think they're going to, you know, be nice dogs. So I, I, um, I really hope I win a nice race for him because they're a lovely family, Marty, Fiona and, Mar um, and Camo. So, yeah, it'd be nice. And half a million dollars that wouldn't go astray at, uh, when you're trying to keep a property up and running, would it? Yeah, well, we'd, we'd spend the money in about three days a year, I reckon, so it'd be nice, but, yeah, it, it would go quick. Well, he's a live chance in the race this week, Mick, and I've been lucky enough to get to know you over the past few years, so it'd be great to see you to, to see a salute on Saturday night. So all the best with Zipping Whiskey. All right, thanks, Kat. You have a nice day. Take care. Thanks. That was Mick Harbin, who has Zipping Whiskey from Box 6 in this Saturday night, 7.15 at the Gardens. Another quick break, and then we are switching our attention to Victoria. Today's Racing, brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. What's gambling really costing you? Experience city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia, with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au. And here is a champion! Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style! The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Skipped breakfast. Carmel from Gyrus Text. When she grew up, you knew people were rich when they had the colour telly. Prime TV and ABC were the only channels I remember when I was about five on our TV. Well, we, we had seven, nine and ten. Someone just had to hold the air the Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. 
racing. Stealth away okay. Cash and checks won the start. Will lead Stealth early. Mediator handy. A real scrimmage behind. Shot of red. Dundee Smokey is last. Off the back. Cash and checks a leader by two. Mediator in second. Stealth is third. And then Quinlan Bale. Further back. Ferdinand Boy. Nelvin Bale. Dundee Smokey and shot of red in the straight. Cash and checks leads. Stealth winding up to the inside. Cash and checks holding on one at a length. Beat Stealth, Quinlan Bale and Nelvin Bale and then Mediator. Next across... That was Cashing Checks, a good little winner of his heat of the Warrnambool Cup last week. And, of course, that dog is owned in New South Wales by Luke Miller. Unfortunately, Luke has come down with the dreaded man flu and is being a sook and won't come on. But luckily for us, we have the dog's uh, trainer, Craig Traherne, on the line. Craig, good morning to you. Morning, Ken. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, you must have been wrapped with that win there the other night. He's been in super form since heading down to Victoria. Um, what did you make of the performance? Uh, yeah, I thought he, he, he was, was full of merit. He's, um, he, he's slowly getting to his box manners, um, and I'm slowly working the dog out. He, he wasn't the greatest box dog, and uh, Ballarat, he got it half right. And, um, he was probably lacking a little bit of match fitness at Ballarat, but he... Hopefully he's pointing in the right direction and he takes a bit of fitness out of that run again and he, he should be cheered right tomorrow night. Um, yeah, that's my, my take on it, that he's, uh, he's in the right space at the right time, hopefully, and uh, he's had half a dozen runs under his belt and he should be cherry right. Now, when he was he started his career up here in New South Wales for Luke and his dad, Clive, around Maitland and the Gardens... Um, what was behind the decision to send the dog down to you and what were you expecting, I guess, when the dog arrived? Well, um, I think the decision was mainly based, it was track-based. It, it, you know, they ran out of options pretty close, uh, pretty uh, quickly around the area where Luke lives. So, primarily, I think the decision was because, one, he, he had lost a little bit of form, um, yeah, he's quite a big dog and he was very headstrong and, um, you know, he's a bit of a handful at times. But, um, yeah, I think it was just track-based. And there, there's a lot of options down here for horseshoe dogs and I think he's, he'll be a better circle dog myself in the long term. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of options down here for horseshoe dogs without having to travel too far, you know. And as you said, it took him a few starts to really figure it out down there in Victoria, but... Uh, his last sort of five starts, he's put together three really nice wins. Um, what has been the turning point for him, do you think? Oh, look, I, he had some really throat issues when he first came down here to me, and he just wasn't finishing his races off. So um, once I sort of got that attended to, and he, he just pulls up, you know, he just pulls up a lot better in himself. He's much easier to manage. He doesn't, you know, he's not the next day and um, so yeah once it sort of cleared that up Caddy's uh, you know he's been uh, he's been a pretty consistent dog he, he just had one out he, he hasn't had a great deal of outs in his career he's been pretty consistent so uh, he had sort of one out at uh, Waterloo but it, it was you know it wasn't it was out of his hands the dog inside him went hard right out of the boxes and just you know, he had nowhere to go except onto his nose pick himself up again but no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a ripper dog. Uh, he's got elite speed. Uh, when there's some space in front of him, he's got absolute elite speed. So uh, just got to hope for a, a clear run and 
Yeah, he, he's, uh, yeah, he, he does have he does have the ability. He went 24-91 there in the heat last week, but from what you're describing, it sounds like he's still on a bit of an upwards trajectory. I think so. There's a few that are coming off uh, 500 preparations, and including Kelsey Bale, who's a, a, just an out-and-out superstar. But this boy's on the way back, and um, you can only make what you can do. And, uh, race what's in front of you and, uh, so yeah I'm hoping he is on that upward trajectory and and you know probably after here he'll, he'll venture out onto the the 500 metre stuff but um, there's not a lot around now after Warnable And box four in the heat last week, box four again in the final, um, how do you think he'll navigate the draw and can he win most importantly? I, I think it's Consistency for him is the good thing. Second row draw, I think, is the best. Uh, I think the owner thinks the same. We're the same opinion that he's better from a second row draw. So, um, yeah, I've got no... You know, he's got elite speed, the dog. If he if he jumps with them, uh, there's not too many dogs that can can go with him. He's just got elite speed when he hits the ground. So the, the key for him is... Um, yeah, box managers primarily, you know. Well, it's going to be a cracking race. As you said, Kelsey Bale, she's flying and she's in box five there tomorrow night. She's no doubt the one to beat. I think so. Just, she's just a ripping dog, you know. Like, yeah, the rec- you know, the record speaks for themselves and they're, they're going to be uh, high-end dogs. And, you know, we're coming from a bit back, but he, his form's good. Um... Uh, he can win the race just, be, just because he's got the ability to win, win a good race, you know. Well, best of luck. No doubt he, as they say, you've got to be in it to win it and he'll be out there trying his best. So good luck to yourself and Luke. And as I said to Luke, if uh, the dog happens to win, he can afford some concrete to toughen up. Yeah, uh, no problem. Thanks, Kat, and uh, appreciate the call. That was Craig Traherne there who has cashing checks in the Warnable Cup tomorrow night. A quick break and then we will be turning our attention to Grafton. Today's racing brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. What's gambling really costing you? Experience city class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au. Get more on tap at your local with the Tab app. Share every race with your mates live, plus exclusive in-venue markets and offers. And a bit of this, this too. This, go you good thing. And inevitably, this. For exclusive markets and offers on tap, use venue mode at your local on the Tab app. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
racing. Undivided was away quickly, not as well as Rusford Alley. It shows good burn to lead them early. Out wide of those was Cashmaster, followed by Whiskey Cobbler. Well back was uh, Real and Bluey, followed by G Jimmy uh, Singer. And well back was Hooper Cooper and Undivided on the side. And the leader going nicely as Rushford Alley will straighten a length and a half clear on Whiskey Cobbler. Running on was Real and Bluey. In front, Rushford Alley toe. Goodbye, Whiskey Cobbler. Whiskey Cobbler beats Real and Bluey, I reckon, Rushford Alley. Close up was Cashmaster. Behind those, Jimmy the Singer, Hooper Cooper and Undivided. 25.30 is the run. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock performance there. Whiskey Cobbler taking out a heat of the Grafton Cup on Sunday night. We're now joined by his trainer, Sue Smith. Good morning to you, Sue. Good morning, Kat. You must have been really happy with that win. Was it a bit of a surprise, though? It was a, a real surprise. We only sent him up as a travelling companion for the moose. And, uh, like, he's only a fourth-grade dog, and we put him in, and they drew him in the heats, and I left him there, and we got the... The chocolates. <laughs> well, he had to yeah. do it. He had to do it tough too from box five, and it was a, a good little race as well. Real and Bluey, of course, the last start Tari Cup winner. But your bloke, he is a nice little dog. He's had eight wins from the twenty-seven starts and thirty k in the bank already, which isn't bad for a dog that's just turned two. Yeah, no, he's going really good. We're we're really really happy with our team of dogs at the moment, John and I. Um, we put a lot of hard work into them and they never cease to amaze you what, they, what they'll pull out for you. They do their best for us. And let's talk about the line that you've got there at the moment because I, I know we've spoken about it before, but it's just such a, a you just know what you're going to get every time with them. They're just good beginners, good, honest little dogs. Um, what goes into the line do you think that makes it so good? Well, it all goes back to um, Nolene had a, a bitch called Tommy's Placard. And Tommy's Placard produced Whinging Wench. And Whinging Wench produced Blue Thunder. And Blue Thunder's now produced My Sapphire. My Sapphire and plus Agnita and Blue Bronte. And My Sapphire's produced My Hepburn. And Agnita's produced Whiskey Cobbler. And um, Blue Bronte, My Sapphire and Agnita have all had pups that are about four to three to four months old now all by Aston Rupee we put all our eggs in the one basket there <laughs> so there it's just a line that just keeps throwing and it's what you dream of when you're breeding greyhounds you I mean it's one thing to to think oh you know I want to win a golden easter egg or a Melbourne cup but to have a line that just keeps producing good reliable dogs every single litter it's just that's the ultimate isn't it it really is, and Kapow has finished racing now, and I'm in the process of getting her um, pink carded so she can be a mother as well. So, And she's by Barcia Bale, so we've got to look for something decent for her. Now, Whiskey Cobbler, he's got box two in the final this week. Uh, is that suitable? I notice he's won three out of four from the draw. Yeah, love it. Love it. If he just gets out nicely, if he can just hang on in there and the others and the others just all get into trouble <laughs> which is what you dream of and he just sails away he probably does need to realistically find a little bit of time but with that being said 2516 was the quickest he went 2532 so there's not an awful lot between them is there no not really as i say just luck if he's got the luck on his side he'll do it I, i'm quite confident that he'll run a place <laughs> well I'm hoping he will anyway well you never know he might even win well that's that's the um the ultimate isn't it 
And you said that he went up. You said that he went up there with Vamoose, who you decided not to run in the cup. What was behind that decision? Well, I'm I'm sending him up there, hopefully getting him uh, used to the track for the Thunderbolt. Um, Mark Moroni said to me ages ago, if you're going to do send him up there for that, he's got to go up there on the track because of the silent lure, and he sort of hasn't hit his straps with that silent lure. I just can't. You know, he's not hitting hitting it like so. I'll just have to keep persevering and see what happens. Like he's just missing the kick. I guess it comes back down to as well around the Hunter Valley. We don't really have a lot of tracks with the silent lure. So it, when they are in the boxes and they're used to hearing the sound of the lure approaching, I guess when you think of it like that, it can take them a while to work it out. Yes, it does. And there's not even a whistle on it. Like down here, we've got all got the you know the little chirping whistle that. They can preempt it, and up there there's nothing. And if there's a dog making a noise beside you, well, you know you're gone. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, what have you got about six weeks to get him ready for that? So hopefully, um, he gets used to the track in the next couple. Yes, well, that's what we're hoping. I, I didn't think that they would put a 350 on. They didn't have it advertised the first week when I put him in the 450, and that's why I thought, oh well, we'll go. We've got to go each week to try and get him used to the the bunny. And um, lo and behold, they did have, they put one on. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Like he's, he's, he'll be back there again this week if there's one on. Absolutely. And another one that you mentioned was My Hepburn, who's also racing really well. She's got box five tonight over the 515 at Gosford. Uh, she's been racing brilliantly since stepping her up. Yeah, no, we couldn't be happier. Like she's, she's proven to be quite a good little girl and strong. The line, most of the time they say, oh, it's only a 400-metre dogs. But the, these ones look like they're going to run 500 easy. Absolutely. And I guess it, it would, with the, the Bob Payne coming up next month, would you give consideration to that or is it coming up a little bit soon for her? The Bob Payne. I, don't, I haven't even looked at that. Isn't that on now? <laughs> oh, so, no, sorry. I, that's my fault. The Peter Mossman, I should say. It's coming up at Wentworth Park in about six or seven weeks time so oh well if that's yeah. there well I'll have a look and get a debt trialer and possibly yes absolutely well she's absolutely but, flying as all your team are and as I said it's just envious of the line you've got because you've done a terrific job with it over the past few generations yeah no no it, and most of the pups in the litters you get you might get a couple of really really good ones but you always get winners like the whole litters win you don't get a litter, oh, that one's just rubbish and it doesn't do anything. They virtually all win. Absolutely. Well, it's been a dream for yourself and Johnny and uh, hopefully it continues this weekend with um, with Whiskey Cobbler and the Grafton Cup. Oh, well, we can only only try it. One day at a time, as you know. It's only one day at a time, isn't it? Absolutely. When, when Abs- you've got the dogs. Absolutely. Well, best of luck to yourself and John. Well, thank you for that, Kat. Thank you. That was Sue Smith, who has Whiskey Cobbler in the Group 3 Grafton Cup. We are going to take a quick break and then have a chat with Jared Daffy about some of the upcoming markets. I'm Craig Lowndes, supercar driver and an ambassador for the Australian Road Safety Foundation. I'm calling on all Australian road users to bring back the thank you wave and make our roads safer ahead of Fatality Free Friday. Whether you're walking, riding, driving or as a passenger, we all have a role to play in keeping our roads safe. Let's all do our part and choose road safety for a fatality-free future. 
on Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. We're now joined by Jared Daffy to have a look at some of the markets with Tab for the feature races this week. Good morning to you, Daff. Good morning, Kat. Let's kick things off with the Warnable Cup coming up tomorrow night where Kelsey Bale is the $1.95 favourite. What did you make of it? Interesting race, this one. Now, I originally thought that uh, once it drew the pink unleashed Kalinda, I think, I think it would nearly win. But unfortunately, it's picked up a, a torn monkey muscle in the heat the other night. So it's out. Ironically, it's been replaced by its kennel mate, Stealth, who's got plenty of early pace. So it's probably the key to the race. There's been a bit of market movement. Uh, we've got the red runner, Aston Calcara. It walks out. It's been eight into six. Uh, four cashing checks, which, which went pretty quick in the heat. 460 into four. Kelsey Bale, 210 into 195. Bit of interest in a Ruffy Kaibale, which gets back 31 into 19. Uh, Cracker Jack, Cracker Jack, a red is at 10. As I said, Unleashed Kalinda was out. It was a very close second pick. And Stealth, now that it's got a run off the pink, it's a $6.50 pop. Look, I think she's probably going as good as any other greyhound in the country, Kelsey Bale. An unbelievable run to win the Ballarat Cup. Uh, she then won the Geelong Cup. Going back to the 450 was always going to be a bit of an ask. She had the red box in the heat. Uh, didn't begin that well, but drove through and broke the track record, a long-standing track record at Warnable, which is some kind of a feat, particularly over 450, because that's not her pet distance. She now goes to box five. Uh, you'd think there's no hope of her finding the front early, so she's going to be racing for luck. But having said that, it's probably not the strongest field she's ever going to meet, so I can understand the support, but... You know, these races, I do like being on the leaders, so I completely understand why Stealth is in the market now at $6.50, the reserve, and even cashing checks, which was pretty impressive in the heat the other night. It broke 25 It's a $4 pop. So all in all, you'll know your fate early in the first 40 or 50 metres, I think, with Kelsey Bale, but terrific final. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned with Kelsey, not a great draw, but as you see no. in thoroughbreds, when these females, the dogs or the mares, when they hit form, that confidence just seems to really carry it, doesn't it? Yeah, look, it does. Um, and she's racing in career-best form. She hasn't missed many feature meetings around Australia over the last 12 months or so. Always been capable of running times, always uh, ultra-competitive. And, you know, she's got a terrific record there now. But as I said, I think she's probably going better than uh, she ever has been. So if there's one in the field that can overcome the draw, it's definitely her. Now, turning our attention to the 7.15 at the Gardens on Saturday night, Palawa mm. King and Zipping Orlando are the equal favourites at $3.50. Um, what did you make of the heat performances of both of those? Well, Palawa King, I, I know he's a good dog. I guess the little doubt was would he run the trip? Well, all the signs were that he would, but that was some sort of a performance. He walked out of the boxes. Now, he did get a good run through the field, I was actually talking to a mate about uh, about him the other night. Now, he's got the red box. Um, if he was to repeat what happened in the heat, he could end up being cluttered up. But if you go back to his previous runs at Wentworth Park over the the 500-metre course, he, he'd been up there early in a couple of those races. I think he's got the pace. I guess it all depends what happens beside him. Now, Zipping Orlando is box two. It's $3.50, so $3.50 each of two. The other one on the market, uh, Punter's Band at Box 4, it's attracted the early support. It's the mover, 440 into 4. Looks like it'll probably lead, so I guess it then just depends what gets on the back of it. Um, 
The rest, Nangar Rockets and $8 Pop, Sipping Whiskey at 8 Wheel and Go at 8 and the rest are, are sort of uh, a pretty rough price. But, oh, I don't know. He, he's got a lot on them on the clock, uh, Palawa King. I'd like to see him win because he's definitely got a future. But that first that run into the first turn is going to be crucial, isn't it? It's funny. When I was watching the race live, um, I had one in the next race. I was standing at the kennels, and when he fell out of the boxes, I don't think I can remember seeing a dog like he, he was into second. I know he got a good yeah. run through, but he was into second by the 600 meter boxes and he came out three behind them. Um, he's but, a fast dog. But looking at it, he's he made up for it because 1575 was his first section there and that would win nine out of 10 races over the 272. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. But just looking at the draw, I, I think he can begin. Surely he won't begin like he did last week. Uh, if he can begin on terms with them, he'll win but he might not he might not necessarily have to even do that because there's a bit of pace in this race i mean mm. nangar rocker can go early we know punters bander can go early um I, I don't know it's a fascinating race now i thought that the 350 was overs and i thought the punters would take that they haven't so who knows you might be able to get a little bit better but i guess the race sort of all revolves around zipping orlando because if zipping orlando can begin and get ahead of palawar king on the rail, that's it puts a different complexion on the race. I'm not sure Punters Bandit actually gets the trip, but it, it, it mightn't have to. You know, it might be in front, there might be trouble behind it, and it'll, it'll just sail away. So, oh, it's a good race. $500,000 to the winner. It's almost un- unbelievable the money that's around in Greyhound Racing now, isn't it? It's a big talking point. Uh, you know, we saw it last year with Miss Esme a kennel mate of, of the Red Runner here, the fact that, you know, you can get that. And even going back to, to last Friday night, 75000 for a Group 3, the Rockhampton Cup, but $500,000 for a stay because, let's be brutally honest, the staying ranks aren't at their optimum at the moment. However, uh, this has drawn a pretty good field of, what, semi-stayers. Um, some of them have had plenty of opportunities over the longer trip, but I think what we're going to see now is... Perhaps the breeders and, more importantly, uh, the trainers' connections and that might start to focus a fair bit more on these distance races because even South Australia, uh, Queensland, you know, we're starting to see a lot more distance races scheduled each week and I don't think this will be the last of these big prize money races we're going to see on offer. $500,000, unbelievable amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. And now there's no market out for the Grafton Cup yet, but that is shaping up to be a really good race this weekend as well. I know he didn't win, but Jay is Jay. Looks the class runner. Apparently he hadn't trialled there. Uh, so um, he might be pretty hard to beat there. I was actually talking to Mark Arendale about this race after the draw came out. And uh, he is keen, on, although beaten in the heat, Starline Express yeah, absolutely. from the pink box. Um, commands respect, obviously commands respect. Uh, it's got box three. The, the box draws really opened it up. JSJ is certainly not well drawn out in box seven, but we know what he can run. We saw him break that track record at Albion Park. Um, maybe Starline Express might begin, and, and again, he's going to take a bit of running down, but that's a really good race as well. Well, Starline Express normally comes out like he's been shot out of a cannon. So Yeah, he, he does, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. You'd think he's the obvious leader, and, and maybe that might suit JSJ, who can perhaps get um, get a run across. Impress uh, Dressel, box six, it's a good beginner as well. So there might be a bit of room there, but... I think if Starline Express, the 450 is right up his alley. He just struggles at the end of 500 metres, but he's a very, very quick dog. 
Well, plenty on this week, Daph. Of course, uh, the the one disappointing thing, I suppose, is that the ladies' bracelet and Bob Payne won't be on this week. Um, Wentworth Park got rained out yeah, there on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, instead, they're having best eight finals for dogs and bitches over the 520, and then they'll have a, another free-for-all, I guess, um, which is going to be, I guess, kind of like a consolation. Um but they're no doubt going to get some really good fields for that. The box draws will be out later today. No mortified, I see. She is out injured, so that's disappointing oh, okay. for okay. disappointing for Chris O'Brien because she would have been, no doubt, the headline act. She certainly would have been. Now, those markets for those features, uh, they're basically free-for-all features, aren't they? So we might well have those up later today, but at the very worst, uh, the boys will be working on them, and, and hopefully they're up tomorrow morning. Plenty going on this week. What's your highlight? Uh, what's the high... Oh, Warnable Cup. I'm a bull boy. Uh, I originally didn't think Kelsey Bale could win, uh, but, you know, that I'm starting to turn in her favour now. And I hope she does, because I think I think this uh, bonus is still on offer in Victoria. If you win three country cups in Victoria, you get $50,000, because Fernando Boyd did that two years ago. Uh, this will be three on the trot, and, you know, what are we in? The start of May, so... She keeps going around in these country cups. She's going to keep winning them. So, yeah, she's a definite star. Yeah, and no doubt she'll uh, she'll be heading back to Sandown next month or later this month for the uh, the Sapphire Crown as well. So, and then then we'll see her in Brisbane for the Brisbane Cup. I would suggest. Yeah, yeah. So it could be a big few months coming up for her if she continues sure. that stellar form. Well, thanks for joining us, Daff. Um, best of luck if you're on the punt this week. Thanks, Kat. That was Jared Daffy there with a look at some of the markets this week in Greyhound racing, and it wraps us up for this week's show. Uh, wherever you are this week, uh, safe racing, happy punting, and we'll catch you again next Tuesday.